What's up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. On today's special edition, I have this songwriter, producer, stellar nominee, hit maker, and founder and creator of the choir, Jesus Promoters, Indianapolis own Demetrius West. The love of God of gospel music didn't just begin a few years ago for you. You began at an early age watching your great-grandmother direct a church choir. And over the years, as your passion grew, not just within your hometown in Indianapolis, it grew nationwide. So I'm going to back up when you were little. When you was watching your great-grandmother direct the choir, do you remember the song that she was directing where you were like, this is what I want to do? Yeah, I, I remember um, the old song, Jesus Christ is the Way by Walter Hawkins. And mm-hmm. uh, my choir still sings that song to this day. It's, it was one of those pivotal moments where I didn't really recognize the the genius of Walter Hawkins at that time, because of course I'm so young, didn't recognize the genius of gospel music, but I knew that that song was just like one of those songs that for me, I didn't understand the message at the time, Mm -hmm. but I did understand the melodies and it was just always so beautiful. If you ever watch Brown Sugar, they always ask, was the day you fell in love with hip hop? Yes, love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was that was the day for me. That was a turning point for me. I remember I was probably about four or five years old where I was just like, I don't know what this means. And you know, like when you're a kid, you you transpose words and you really don't know what the words mean. And you, you take this word out and put this word in. But yes. it was like one of those moments where I was like, wow, this is a beautiful song. And I didn't, I didn't know what that meant to me but I, you know almost 30 years later i'm like wow it it makes sense now yes that's a dope analogy brown sugar yeah. <laughs> the day yeah. i fell in love with gospel oh i had to steal that <laughs> definitely do you remember the first song you directed i forget the name of the artist god i think i should probably remember this but it was a song called god will god will Jesus will make everything all right. And I sang the solo and I directed the choir. Uh, Of course, it was a children's choir. But the first time I got to direct... The big choir, the grown choir. The big choir. It was Rodney Bryant and CCMC at at an afternoon service. And they had to sing at... Was it first? No, it was at uh, Purpose of Life, which was first uh, second, second Baptist church at the time. It was over on Washington Street, right across the street from Washington High School. And the first song that I got to direct with, like a big choir, was He's a Keeper. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you just skipped all the little stuff and went to the big one. <laughs> went, went straight to, went to the gusto. I don't want to do high school. I'm going to college. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was like a moment of, first of all, Rodney Bryant, was was the only gospel artist that I knew at the time. This is before I met Lamar in the city that had been doing something great, you know, like on a national scale. So right. to do that, like Rodney Bryant was almost like Michael Jackson to me um, in the terms of like a superstar. So when he called me up, uh, and, and of course, 
uh, Rodney Bryant was the minister of music at our local church, um, uh, Messiah Baptist Church, after my great my great grandmother retired. And so she gave it to him. And so, of course, I seen Rodney grow into to what that was. And it was just like that. That was the only person that I knew. It was like a life changing moment that day that I directed his choir. And I was like, I knew from then on. I knew I loved gospel music at four, but when I directed He's a Keeper with, with him, I knew that this was what I wanted to do for real. That's when you knew that you adored it. Yeah, yes. absolutely. absolutely. Yes. Now, what is your favorite old school gospel song to direct? I'm a huge Walter Hawkins fan. Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm going to give you an exclusive real quick, though. Uh -oh. I was talking to my dad this weekend, and I'm like, I think I want to do a full CD of a tribute to to Walter Hawkins. Myron Butler just released the album last week called My Tribute, and he did it to did it, did it to and for Andre Crouch, who's another one of my favorites. Yes, but but my favorite gospel song of all time would probably be the one that 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 I heard for the first time, and that's Jesus Christ is the way. The message in that. And the course says, I will open up my heart to everyone that I see and tell them that Jesus Christ is the way. And I promise God that no matter how far he takes me, I'm going to always let people know that he's the, the way, the truth, and the light. You can't see me, but I literally flew back in my seat when you said that. And what do you think about hitting that one? You know, I don't know. Because um, you just dropped a new one. We'll yeah. talk about that one later. I'm not pressed right now to, I think this CD is, has been doing really, really, really great, actually far beyond my expectations. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna let this one breathe for a while. Um, so I, I don't know that it, it gives me an opportunity to kind of sit back and really, uh, evaluate what it is that I would want to do as a tribute to, to Walter Hawkins for a whole CD, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like what songs will be the greatest and, and and it wouldn't be so much the mem the the songs that that were hits. It's the songs because there's a difference between a, a a radio hit and a song that lasts. Yes, you know what I'm saying so. It would be those songs like like something like that. Yeah. Yes, because that's a heck of a music catalog. It's hard to choose. I mean, even even his hits. You're talking about 20, 30 hits outside of the just the regular songs that that pierced people. We're talking about the stuff that just that people sing on Sunday morning, like "Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me." You know, uh, Jesus, I love, dear Jesus, I love you. I mean, the list goes on. A change with him and Tremaine Hawkins. You know, uh, of course, "Oh Happy Day" with Edwin Hawkins. You know, it's it's just it like it. It's so it's such unveiling that that it would just take me years to to trying to figure out what I would want to do as far as um, uh, paying tribute to him. Yes, yeah, so you can actually tell your story through his songs. Oh, absolutely, 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 absolutely. Well, let's go back um, about five years when the Lord put on your heart to do your um, album, Jesus Promoter. You had a forty voice choir. Uh, you even had um, Ernest Pugh singing on one of the tracks, uh, God of Everything. Yeah. Were you surprised about the outpour of love that you received from that album? Kind of not really, because I I, I, I just I had just come off of, um, I started a group right before I did the Jesus Promoters album of a group of lead singers. Um, I started them in 2010, and, and they lasted about 2015. And so I wanted to give lead singers an opportunity to really um, thrust who they are. And, and the group name was Authority. 
and they had such big success on the on the commercial side of uh, gospel music, such big big success. And so coming off of that, I wanted to do a church record. So what I did is I decided to put together Authority, and then I did a a, a forty voice choir, and we just kind of mixed together, and we did the Jesus Promoter record, and um, I, I made sure I picked out. With with this with this whole change of events for the Jesus Promoters, uh, I wanted to reflect what church was, and and I always tell my choir what 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 type of music I like to do is, if a, if a person ain't been in church in twenty years, they can hear your music and say that sounds like church, the church that I remember. Mm-hmm. And this is not to the um, the 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 hip hop artists, the the gospel artists. There's no knock to the contemporary gospel artists. But I think there's a sound, and I think that what makes what made me so successful is up until to, and this is not me sounding arrogant or anything like that, but up until uh, till I created the Jesus Promoter sound, there hadn't been a commercial gospel choir since Ricky Dillard or you know um, uh, Hezekiah Work. There's not a new generation of a choir that has been heard on the radio. True. And so everybody's doing the solo thing or everybody's doing the group thing. And I attribute to money. It takes a lot to to move a choir around. It takes a, mm-hmm. it takes a whole lot. With with that being said, I said, you know, I, let me let me find a lane that really ain't nobody in. I'm a millennial. So let me find a lane that nobody is in right now. And and I think that's what has catapulted us to where we are today. So I, I, I knew that that album would garner some success because there was no nobody driving in that lane. Yes. I would describe your choir like fried chicken is good, but it's so much better with some hot sauce on it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you you have done to the next level. It's still traditional home gospel choir music sound, but it got some hot sauce on it. It's my experience plus my age, if that makes sense. So, so it's, it makes perfect it's, sense. You, you know, it's it's my experience uh, growing up in the house with a seventy-year-old, and then turning it into music that a thirty-year-old would like it. Yes. So it's 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 that experience, and so that, that you get that you get the chicken and waffles with the syrup on there, and you want a little hot sauce on it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. The 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 truth of the matter is, is that. Everybody likes, I mean, majority of people like steak, but they don't want steak all the time. You know what I'm saying? So you want to give people the variety of what it is. And I think that's what we were able to do with with Jesus Promoters. And they have their own sound. I created their own sound. Uh, We don't sound like New G. We don't sound like, you know. uh, Ty Trivet and all of them. No, no, we have our own sound that's dedicated directly to what that is. And I'll tell you what, that's a... That's a direct reflection of my mentors of who I've I've loved over the years. And if you put them all in a, a, a pot and you boil it and you pour the gravy on it, that would be who Jesus promoters are. Yes. It was just like when um, Kirk Franklin first came out. Yeah. It was a blow to those traditional, traditional, traditional gospel mm-hmm. people because they mm-hmm. was like, oh, my God, that's a little too worldly. Yeah. This is the next step of still staying in God's steps in order to draw in his people to bring up the kingdom. But you got to change shoes sometimes. You got to do that if you don't exactly. bring people exactly. in. You can't do the same thing over and over and think it's going to work. Exactly. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. 
what a lot of people don't know about you is that you conduct a lot of workshops and seminars for people in their music industry, uh, and, well, in the gospel industry. What drove you to do these workshops? The truth of the matter is, is that it it just kind of, just like I'm producing right now, like um, my time for the past year, and I don't know how this happened. I honestly don't. I produced one record and then like people just start calling me to start producing. And, and it's the same thing with, with, with workshops. You know, you have one person call you in and then, you know, it just kind of, it was a domino effect. I really enjoy it because to be able to teach to be able to train other singers. And there are some church choirs that have potential, but that they, they don't have the edge. Uh, the director may not know as much, but your experience causes you to be able to, you know, glean from mentors that I've had and, and the, the knowledge that I've gotten over the years, you can't buy it. Just sitting down and I sit at the feet of people that have experienced what I want to do I think that we become so others can become. What gift are you to the body of Christ if God gives you a gift and you just sit on it and you don't reproduce who you are? That's a legacy. And so when I'm dead and gone, I don't want to just be a moment. I want to be a legacy. Now, is that what inspired you to title your one album, Choirology? Yes. Yes. Because yeah. that is a dope title. <laughs> yeah. The study, the study of choir music. I, I, yes. I saw that it was neat because the the truth of the matter is, is that if you go to any mega church in across the country nowadays, they don't have choirs anymore. It's it's, it's very very little churches that that have choirs, especially on a grand scheme. And so I just want to let people know, especially you know, the younger generations, the millennials, the generation X's, the Gen Z's, whatever they call, um, <laughs> that it's really dope to sing in a choir. Like everybody is not good at singing on a microphone. There are some people that sit in mega churches all the time and just see a praise scene and they're like, oh, I don't want to be interested. But there's some people that just sit in the, in the churches like, yo, I just want to sing. I don't have to be I don't have to be out in front of people. I just want to I want to be a part of a, a, a something that's bigger than me. And that's why we did the choirology record, just to say, yo, this is study of choir music. This is what I grew up on. This is dope. You know, you can make you can make this dope. I, one of my favorite movies is Sister Act Two. I can remember when Whoopi told the class that she was going to turn them into a choir and it was like, ah, nah, that's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? And so right. this is my Whoopi moment, if that makes sense. And like, <laughs> yo, choirs are dope, y'all. Like, let's, 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 let's get back to the basics of what choir music is and how choir music transcended where we are. Like, we wouldn't be none of the artists would be where they are if it wasn't for the choir. That's what started the church, the the, the African-American church, the choir did. And that's any artist of any genre. If you if they all go back, they all say the same thing. They started in their church choir. Yeah, 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 ab absolutely. R&B artists, rap artists. You, I mean, you can you can you can trail everybody's roots back to the church choir. That's because you learn your training from there. You learn how to work with people. You learn how to. It's, it's, you learn discipline. Yeah, you learn that. There Vocal you go. Local discipline. You learn Dis it. Discipline. Period. Period. Yes. Period. <laughs> and I will say this: it takes a lot of strength for 
you choir directors to deal with all of us. Oh my God. I will give y'all a standing ovation, a salute. We are a trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It 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 is. But the but the truth of the matter is I I wouldn't change it for nothing. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy yes. it. Let's talk about your new album right now. Do it again. It came out this year with the title soundtrack, the same as the album. And what was your inspiration for that track? Do Beautiful it. song, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Do it, do it again. Um was the very last song that I put on that that we we was working on. I, I normally start about six to three to six months before we re- record just to kind of get it because I, I normally have about 20, 30 songs in my head that, that I want to do, but I, I normally kind of teach them all just kind of get the feeling of them. We'll, we'll go out and do some stuff and, and just kind of get the feeling of the audience. But um, do it again was the very, I, I think I taught it the night before the recording. And so it was one of those songs. I, I was really struggling with a title for the album. I was really, I didn't know, this, by the way, this is my first time ever using a song title for the album, and the reason why it, it, it hit me, we was we was in rehearsal and it just hit me and it stuck like glue um, when the song was presented to me, and I was like, we asked God on the Choirology record to open up the floodgates. This time we're gonna ask Him to do it again. It it hit me like a ton of bricks when when I was like, okay, this is gonna be the name of the album. Um, because we're speaking it in existence that he's going to do it again. That's where that whole backstory come from. Now, do you prefer to do live or studio recordings? Um, I, I really love live records because I love to to get the energy of the crowd. A lot of times you can gauge and stuff and see how people like it and, and all that type of stuff. And I've worked with with an artist one time that that I scratched their whole song catalog for that particular record because the audience wasn't engaged in the music. Mm. And so that's why I like to to do live stuff because you can really feel the energy of the crowd and whether they like a song or not. And that determines whether you're going to have a good CD or not. So when you do live, of course, it's rough and you feel in the energy. But when you do when you do a studio project, of course, you can really hone in and and, and really um, perfect it as much as you want to. Yes. Now, let's talk about the uh, Gospel Music Fest that's being held in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's coming up July 19th. Can you yeah. tell us about that? Oh, yeah. So I got a call from the, the Marion County Fair, and I wasn't going to do a CD release at all um, because of COVID and and all that type of stuff. So I, I really didn't have an interest. We did, we of course we released the album uh, last Friday. What was that last Friday? Two Fridays ago, uh, we released the album. But I was like, yeah, we'll just do do, do you know the release to and and I normally do a a, a physical CD release concert. And so they gave me a call. They was like, hey, you know, um, we 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 want you to come and do a full concert um, for the the end of the the uh, Marion County Fair for the mm-hmm. Gospel Fest. And they're like, we we normally have several different artists to fill up the time slot that we have. And I was like, this year, we just want you. I was like, oh, this is cool. I was like, um, so uh it would be great if we if we did like a CD release concert. It was like, oh my God, that would be perfect. Why didn't we think of that too? <laughs> so, you know, um that's just kind of how that rolled. And we're, we're I'm really, really excited about that because my my singers have not been able to sing publicly um, 
in since March. So uh, us coming together and doing that social distancing, of course, and uh, all that type of good stuff. And hopefully, you know, the people wear their masks and wash their hands and come on out, you know. Uh, but it, whether it's two or 20,000 people out there, we're going to still uh, give you a good two and a half hour show. And so we're gonna, all two and a half hours. Yeah, that's what's up. And this is a free event, right? It is free with the admission of the of the fair. And I'm I think it's dollars and cents. But yeah, know. I think it's what. Well, it's been a couple of years since I've been to the fair. So it was like seven. It was less than ten dollars. Yeah. I know that much. It's, it's, it's not bad at all. And the and yeah. the the truth of the matter is you get a free concert. You go out and enjoy the fair and then, you know, uh, have a free concert right after that. So that it's exciting, man. I, I, um, I'm, I'm really excited that, that they thought enough of me to, to do that. Yes. So everybody go to the fair and eat a drumstick or some turkey leg or whatever you want to eat. And then go shout it out at the concert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we go, we going to have some fun. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And oddly enough, it's on my husband's birthday. Oh, so, really? Oh, yeah. Y'all come on out and enjoy. I would love to. Now, he can't come because he just got a kidney transplant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So with that, he needs to stay at home then. Yeah, him got to stay home. He got to stay at home. <laughs> so what advice would you give to an up-and-coming gospel artist? Keep pressing. Nobody would have ever told me that I would be in the place that I'm in right now at all. You know, I, I I saw the vision in in my head, and I saw what God had showed me, but I never in a million years would think that, you know, it would be this big. I told a friend of mine the other day that um, I take the the Rick Ross version off of uh, Valley of Death that he has, and he said, if if I die today, I can honestly say thank you, Lord. What I would what I would say is just keep pressing, keep persevering. I don't care if you get. A million no's. All it does is take is one yes. One planteth, one watereth, but God gives the increase. And hear me, if you're in it for fame, you're you're in the wrong business for that. The whole thing is that you want God to get the glory at the end of the day. No goodness of your own. God get the glory. And people make you famous. God doesn't. God said he'll bring you before great men, but that doesn't mean I'm going to make you famous. And be careful on your way up because the same people you see on your way up is the same people that you have to see on your way back down. And that's that it? it's a humbling moment. So be persistent in the, the off seasons. If you don't got no gigs and nothing like that, preparation, because when the time comes, God is going to be looking for the person that is ready. You have to ready yourself and prepare yourself. I had an opportunity to, um, back back in 2002, uh, Sony Entertainment sent me a, a contract. And they said, hey, you can't, you can't have a choir. You got to scale your singers back to six people. And I, and I told them no. I'm, I'm glad I told them no, because honestly, I knew I wasn't ready for, for this. Mm-hmm. So it takes a, it takes a mature person to be ready for this, and so timing is everything. So that that's that's just what I want to leave with with all the aspiring up and coming artists. Just keep doing what you do, and if nobody ever calls your name, as long as God is pleased with it, that's all that matters. Amen. Amen. Now, how can people contact you? Yeah. Um, so on all social media, my Instagram is I am Demetrius West. 
Facebook, um, it's just Demetrius West, and then our website is dwestandjp.com. Um, hit us up, um, follow us, so we'll let you know when we when we're singing. We got you know coming to different cities, um, anything new that's coming out. Hit us up, follow us, and also the booking information is on there as well. Amen. I got one last question for you. Are Absolutely. you ready? Absolutely. Now here's the thing, because we kind of touched on it already. I'm going to say this before I ask you the question. Okay. It cannot be from Hawkins and it cannot be from your catalog. Okay. okay. Just, just marinate on that part. And now I'm going to ask you the question. <laughs> if you could have any song be your theme song, when you walked into a room, what would it be? And why <laughs> <laughs> now do you see the setup? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. Uh, okay. It's not gospel music, though. That's is all that right. A, is that okay? Oh, that's, that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Uh, I already had people say uh, DJ Cali, so you do you. Yeah. So I'm a huge Luther Vandross fan. I'm a huge uh, um, fan of, of his, his BGVs, all that type of stuff. So I, w- I would say, because uh, I, I believe in love, God, love people. So he has a song called Any Love. That, Get out that, of here. That, yes. That, that would be the song that I, I would say that would be my theme song at any time that I walk. walk. <laughs> Everybody needs a love, no doubt. Any yes. Love. Okay. You pick Luther. Luther. Absolutely. Come on now. Have the room smoked up. <laughs> <laughs> Foggy. Okay. <laughs> Walking into slow motion. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, Luke, he's one. He's one of my favorites. He's 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 definitely one of my favorites. Yes, I, I don't think he ever got the credit that he he deserved. We don't. He we don't. Got, he got credit, but not. But you're right. Not enough. Not, not enough. enough. We didn't praise him as much as we should have. While he was here, no, we yeah, didn't. Absolutely not. No, we waited till after he was gone, and that's. But but, that, that's, but isn't that like anybody though? We we wait till folks die to mm-hmm. to give them praise. It's it's crazy. Yeah, but see, most people know that I'm a huge Prince fan, so I was praising him when he was here, and I darn near lost it when he left. Uh, <laughs> I, I was I, like, look, you saints don't judge me. I totally understand, because I, I was the same way with, with Luther. I, I dang near had an anxiety attack. I couldn't believe it. Oh, it was awful. It made it so bad. I had people calling me like we were married. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry about your loss. Yeah, and I'm like, it's sorry. Right. And you hyperventilate. I can't talk right now, girl. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, well, thank you so much. I hey, really absolutely. appreciate thank, it. Thank you for thinking about me, and I appreciate your, your support. And I thank you so much for this podcast. This has been a beautiful conversation with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Please save the date, folks. July 19th, this Sunday, you will get the honor of hearing the CD release of Demetrius West and the Jesus Promoters at the Indianapolis Marion County Fairgrounds of his new CD release, Do It Again. And if you would like to be on Worldly Church Girl, click the link below, shoot me an email, and let's see what we can do with that thing. And why haven't you subscribed yet? 
What are you waiting on? You don't want to miss another episode. I guarantee it. And as always, thanks for joining your one and only Worldly Church Girl.